Thanks for listening to the Journey Podcast. We're glad you're here. Journey exists to engage people in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to become more like him. Well, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Oh, right, y'all can do a little bit. How you doing this morning? That's what I'm talking about. Can you guys give it up for the band real quick, man? <laughs> give it up for them. That is one of my most favorite beloved songs, How Great Is Our God. Uh, well, my, my name is Patrick, and I'm the student pastor here, man. I'm so um, glad that I have the opportunity to hang out with you guys today and just kind of talk about this whole thing about fellowship. For the last few weeks, um, we've been in a series called Assembly Required, where Pastor Bobby has dove into the word, and he's kind of talked about how the church was built and how the church was built on Jesus Christ. And so today... I'm going to take one of those words out of the Acts 2, verse 42, and I'm going to talk about the word fellowship. But before we go any further, can we pray real quick and ask God to continue to bless this service and this message? God, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much, God, that we get to do this and we get to do this together. We ask God that you hide me behind the cross so that your people will see all of you and none of me. Have your way in this place and have your way in our lives. Thank you so much, God, that we get to do this and we get to do this together as a family. Allow your word to penetrate our hearts, our minds, and our spirits so that we can be more like your son, Jesus Christ. We pray this in his son's name. Amen. Amen. So our, our theme verse for this series is Acts chapter 2, verse 42, and it says this. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. When I'm reading that verse, it takes me back to chapter one and chapter two, where the Holy Spirit comes and Peter is preaching this message that the message that Peter preaches is so convicting to the people that their lives, they want to change their lives. The Bible says that 3000 people were added to them that day. And what the Bible also says is that the people begin to be in fellowship with one another. They begin to be in fellowship with one another. They begin to hang out with one another. It kind of takes me back to when I was a teenager and I would go to church, um, a little small church. Uh, it was called Fox Chapel Baptist Church. Very, very different. And it was a small church, and we would have something that would call homecoming. Anybody know about homecoming? Anybody know about homecoming? We would go to something called homecoming. And at homecoming, man, the preacher would preach his message and it would be a dynamic message. There would be worship going on. And even to this day where I, I have not been back to my, my home church in several in a couple of years, that they would sing hymns. And when they would sing those hymns, I could remember them verbatim. Even if they started singing them right now, now, if I was in the building, I could sing them, even though I know I can't sing but I can make a joyful noise to the Lord. They, they would sing those hymns and I will remember them just like that. I would love that. But it wasn't church that got me. What got me was what happened after church was over. When we went to my grandmother's house or my mom's house. And what happened there, we had fellowship. And what happens when you have fellowship, you can't have fellowship without food. Right? You can't have fellowship without food. So if you don't know what we had, let me go ahead and tell you what we had. You kind of imagine for yourself. And if it touches you in any kind of way, you can say, mmm, that's good there. We had fried chicken. We had black eyed peas. We had collard greens. We had sweet potato casserole. Ooh, I know, oh my God. Then we had that diabetic tea. 
that, that had that sugar at the bottom of it where you can see it. Like you had to dilute that thing because it was just so sweet. It's almost to the point it's like, man, good Lord, like who decided to make this tea crumble? You put way too much sugar in this. <laughs> and then we had lemonade. And you cannot have fried chicken without some hot sauce. <laughs> Amen. If I, if I don't say nothing else, y'all got that. If I don't say nothing else for the rest of the day, you got that. But, but, but you know what happened, right? I would eat so much till I would fall asleep that I would go into a food coma. And if you don't know what that is, let me show you what it looks like. Let me show you what it looks like. <laughs> you, you know, when you eat so much that, that like that Thanksgiving is coming around the corner when you eat so much that you, you go and sit down on your, at your recliner and you had to kind of have to un, kind of let your belt loose, loose because you've eaten too much. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Y'all don't look at me like I'm crazy. Don't look at me like I'm the only one that eats too much. All these healthy people right here, I don't want to eat like that. He's not talking about me. Just give me some baked fish. With the fried chicken. And some hot sauce and some tater. Let me stop, let me stop. So we're talking about fellowship. We're talking about fellowship. And in and, and, and the Bible, man, fellowship is very vital for the Christian faith. It is so important that God and Jesus, they gave us so many different verses that we can read that relates as it relates to fellowship. Fellowship is essential to our Christian faith. God never intended for us to do life alone. He never intended for any of us to do life alone. Why? Because we need one another. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out right now. I was watching the game last night, and there was a whole lot of fellowship going on in Orange last night in Tennessee. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's a whole lot of fellowship going on in Tennessee last night, that they were having a whole lot of fun. But y'all go ahead and enjoy that right now, because in a few weeks, them dogs got some fellowship for you, baby. Y'all like, like how I just threw that in there? Y'all taking up my time, man. Y'all need to stop laughing at me. <laughs> fellowship is essential to our Christian faith. And we need to be in fellowship with one another. The Bible talks about it in fellowship in several different verses where we see the thread of the connection of how important it is for us to be connected to one another. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 through 2 says this. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with, you, with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. John chapter 15, verse 12 said this. My commandment is this. Love one another as I have loved you. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 says this. Carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says this. Be kind and compassionate. To one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. There's a thread of being in fellowship with one another. So it makes me ask and answer this question. The question is this. What is the benefit of being in fellowship with other believers? There's a benefit that comes with. There's a benefit of being around like minded people. There's a benefit of, of, of hanging out with one another, doing life. Too. There's a benefit of that. But let's read the word, and then I'm going to answer that question for you guys. The Bible says this in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. 
to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The word fellowship in Greek means koinonia. That means holding and having something in common. So if God uh, wants us to be in fellowship with one another, that means that he wants us to realize that we all have something in common. And it's to our advantage that we do life with people. It's to our advantage that we hang around like-minded people. It's to our advantage that we do this thing called life together. I asked the question earlier, what is the benefit of being in fellowship with other believers? The first benefit of being in fellowship with, with other believers is this. It creates accountability. It creates accountability. We are living in a world where nobody wants to be accountable for anything. Nobody wants to take uh, any ownership of their mistakes. So we, we always blame it on other people. And if you don't believe me, it kind of started in the book of Genesis. You, you know what I'm talking about? What, 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 what did Adam say? What did Adam say? That woman you gave me. It's her fault. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to get in trouble. I'm not going to get in trouble. But it creates accountability. The Bible says this in verse 42. They did, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and the breaking of bread. In, in chapter 2 of, this, uh, of the book, of At, the chapter 2 of Acts, we see that the people are committed to the, the, the apostles, they are committed to them. They are, they are saying, hey, man, we're going to be accountable to what it is that you are saying. If you go and read several verses prior to that, Peter preaches this message. And the Bible says about 3000 people were added to them. But when Peter preaches the message, it was not just 3000 people there. It was more people there that day. But it was a group of people that decided that they're going to be accountable to the teaching of the apostles. There was a group of people there that decided I'm going to connect with these people because they, they have something that I want, that the world is not giving me. There's something that happens when we are accountable to one another. I cannot live and do what I want to do because I'm accountable to several people. I'm accountable to journey. I, I can't just do what I want. I can't just go out and just live the way I want to live. I can't go out and just party on Saturday night then come up here and just do what I want. It doesn't work like that. I'm accountable to the students that come on Wednesday night. I, I can't do everything that everything that I made my heart may desire. Why? Because at the end of the day, I'm an example for them. Guess what? You are accountable to your spouse. You can't do what you want to do. You're accountable to your kids. Your kids are accountable to you because there's a few things that happens when accountability is there. Growth happens. You grow when you're accountable to people. You grow as an individual. You grow spiritually. The other thing that happens when accountability is there is that there's confrontation. We don't like that word because we want nobody telling us that we did anything wrong at all. But when you, when you look at the early church, they were devoted to one another. 
They were devoted. I love when, when I was coaching, man, I love the fact that when some of the players would make a mistake, they, they'll come out and say, hey, they said, coach, that's my bad. That's my bad. My thing is, just own your stuff, man. Just own yourself. The church at that time was doing it absolutely right. When there's accountability, there's growth, there's comf- comf- um, confrontation, there's obedience. There's obedience that happens. There's love that happens. There's life that happens when we're accountable to one another. We can learn something from the early church as it relates to accountability. Why would they devote themselves to the apostles? The reason why they would devote themselves to the apostles is because they wanted something different. So the question that we have to ask ourselves, we're talking about assembly requires, we're talking about building the church. Who are you accountable to? Because everybody in here is accountable to somebody or something. Everybody. And you've got to make a decision. Are you going to allow the thing that you are accountable to to drive you? Or you going to allow that you are accountable to God to be the person that drives you and how you live your life? It creates accountability. Even when you read in the, um, Acts chapter 1, you see how the disciples, the apostles were accountable to Jesus. That Jesus told them to stay in Jerusalem until the promise of the Holy Spirit comes. And what did they do? They stayed. They say, guess what happens? They were confronted with the Holy Spirit. Growth happened. Obedience happened. Love happened. And life happened. The second benefit of being in fellowship with believers is this. It creates unity. It creates unity. They got along with one another. Listen to what the Bible says in verse 43. He says, everyone will fill with awe and many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. In order for there to be unity, there has to be accountability. How do I know they were accountable? They were willing. They sold whatever they had to look out for somebody else. Pastor Bobby made this statement. I may have been last week. About, you know, there's this whole thing about church, man, that we've kind of got this thing wrong where the most uh, segregated day of the week is Sunday. It's Sunday. We, we got black churches. We got white churches. We got Korean churches. And my thing is this, man, can we just have church? And it does not matter what somebody looks like, please. Amen. Amen. They, were, they were unified. They were together. They were totally focused on Jesus. Why? Because they had one thing in common. The thing that they had in common was this. They had Christ at the center of every single thing they were doing. It it wasn't about politics. It wasn't about whether you were Democrat or Republican. It had nothing to do with that at all. At the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, what is more important? Me being a Republican or me being a Christian? Me being a Democrat or being a Christian? At the end of the day, being a disciple of Jesus Christ has to be the most important thing. Because you know what? We ain't going to agree on any of that. At all. Ever, ever. ever. That, that was a song for that. <laughs> no, I, I can't. For those that don't know, it's outcast forever, ever. Teenagers will be able to connect with that. Us old people have no idea who that is. That is outcast, AT aliens. Y'all look how I just threw that in there. But, but when there is unity, the Holy Spirit can work. When there is unity, we get to see God work in the lives of people. When there's unity, 
we see something that has never happened before. The early church got it right. A couple of things that happen when there's unity. When there's unity, you'll see generosity. How do I know that? The Bible says they sold what they have and gave to those that were in need. There was generosity. Journey is one of the most generous churches I have ever been a part of. Like, y'all, y'all love this place. That's, that was your opportunity to say amen and scream and yell. I'm going to try that again. Get you, get, y'all love this place. Like, 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 like we, we are very generous people, man. Why? Because we want the body of Christ to be unity. We want to be on the same page. You know what else happens when there's unity? There's freedom. There's freedom because I'm not willing to hold on to what I have because I understand that what I have does not belong to me. Not only that, we, we, when there's unity, you see there is faith. And when there is faith, things change. My wife and I, she ain't here, so I'm going to say this. You better not text her if you have a number. <laughs> like, 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 we've been married for 15 years, man. And, and, and like, we, we're on the same page, except for one, time, one, one thing. She leaves the drawers open whenever she goes in them. And I cannot stand it. Like, like, like I, I cannot stand it, y'all. But I don't know why y'all still talking about me. You laughing at me. Because, because there are men in here right now that left the toilet seat up last night. And your wife fell into it. Hey, just go ahead and nudge them, right? Just go ahead and hit them. Don't you do that again. But whenever you're married to somebody, you're like there has to be unity. And when there's not unity, there will always be issues. My parents, when I was in the, uh, I think I was a freshman or in the eighth grade, because they were not on the same page. This is not even in my notes. They were not on the same page. That, 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 that they end up getting a divorce because they were not unified. Why? Because somebody or some people were not on the same page. Whenever there's not unity in the body of Christ, whenever there's not unity within your marriage and amongst your kids, there will always be issues. Always be issues. You have to be on the same page with people. Because this is the thing. Unity and selfishness cannot live in the same house. Unity and jealous can't, jealousy cannot live in the same house. Unity and discord cannot live in the same house. Let me go ahead and say this. Unity and sin cannot live in the same house because there will always be an issue. It will always be an issue. So, like, so how, how can I create unity in my life? How can I create unity in my life? Let me tell you how you create unity in your life. You create unity in your life when you submit to God's will and drop your will. I tell students this all the time. You cannot be who God wants you to be and be the person that you want to be. It does not work. It'll never work. You've got to make a decision, man, the the, the decision that I'm going to be in unity with Jesus. That's the benefit of doing life with people. That's the benefit. There is accountability. There is unity within the body. The next thing that um, benefit of being in fellowship with believers is that create consistency. How, how do I know that? It's right there in the word. Look what it says. Say every day. Every day. Y'all say that with a little energy, man. Like, come on, say every day. Every day. every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Their actions, their attitude, and their associates were all consistent. They were all on the same page. They were willing to do life with people every 
day. Now, you, you, you can raise your hand if you... How many of y'all have people that you really like being around that much? The only people raising their hand are teenagers. All of them want to be around their friends. Us adults, is I, I can only take so much of you. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just talking now. I'm talking out loud. I'm not, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about myself. There's only so much that we can take of people. Let's be real. Like, like I shouldn't say that. But, well, I will say it. Like, I love my mother-in-law. She's the best mother-in-law ever. <laughs> but, 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 but some of us, don't raise your hand, No, you don't want to be in fellowship with your mother-in-law. <laughs> hey, now, if your mother-in-law is here and somebody says anything, do not blame it on me. It is not my fault. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. It, it creates consistency, man, when you're around people. There's a benefit of being oneness. There's a benefit of hanging around people. We do this thing around Journey called a J group where you do life with people, man. And sometimes during the toughest time of our lives, I ha- I- I've had people, man, that I was in J group with, man. They wrapped their arms around me and took care of my family. You need to be around people. You can't afford to do this thing called life by yourself. That is the benefit of being in fellowship with one another. The Bible says every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. They were meeting in homes, having fried chicken (laughs) or Chick-fil-A or whatever it is that you eat. Next time y'all having dinner, y'all, you know, you invite me, I'll come over. (laughs) Oh, and collard greens. Amen. (laughs) They were doing life together. They were consistent. When there's consistency, man, we'll see love, we'll see joy, we'll see patience, we'll see kindness, we'll see goodness, we'll see faithfulness, we'll see gentleness, we'll see self-control. Accountability, unity, and consistency will allow us to express the fruit of the Spirit. That's mentioned in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But what I have noticed now, as I, I mean, I'm getting older now, I can remember when I was in school, that Wednesdays and Sundays was very, very important to our culture. It seems to me that that has completely shifted. Nothing else happened on Wednesdays when I was in school. You know what Wednesday was for? Church. It seems like we've got so consistent doing everything that does not glorify God that it's breaking up our family. It's breaking up our homes. Like, you've got to make up in your mind, how consistent do you want God to be in your life? How consistent do you want God to be in your families? You've got to make up your mind if you're going to do that. I can remember, man, when I was in basic training, I was in the military, and how every single morning we had to get up at like 5 o'clock. You had to go run four or five miles. Then you had to go take a shower. Then you had to go eat. And then you had to go do training. Like we did this every single day. You know what? I blame the military for the reason why I can't sleep at night. I blame them. Like, cause not, right now, man, I'll wake up at like five o'clock and I'm like, man, what in the world is going on, dude? Why am I even up? But the reason why is because I've been so consistent doing that. It's, it's consistency has to be done among us as believers. How do we get back to being consistent? You know how you get back to being consistent? Man, just take one step and the next step until you get it right. 
That's how we do this thing called life together. The benefit of being in fellowship is consistency. They hung around each other every single day. Now, when they hung around each other every single day, they did not have to meet in a church building. They didn't have to meet here at Journey. They met in their homes. The church is not this building. The church is the people, the ecclesia. Because if Journey got, well, we, I'm just saying this to prove a point. If the building burns down, we are still Journey. We can meet outside in the parking lot and, and praise Jesus. We don't need a building to praise Jesus. We, wherever we go, church arrives. Wherever we go, we can have church. It does not matter. That's the benefit of being in fellowship with people. Consistency happens. Last point is this. Last point is this. The benefit of being in fellowship with believers is it creates prosperity. Now, when I say prosperity, I'm not talking about name it and claim it. That ain't what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about you getting rich. I ain't, I ain't talking about you lining your money with your, your, your money and I'm not talking about you having a bunch of money in your pocket. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is spiritual prosperity when you grow spiritually. Because at the end of the day, that is what God designs for you. Listen to what the Bible says. He says every day they continue to meet together in, temp in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, ate together with glad and sincere hearts. They were happy to be around each other, praising God, enjoying the favor of all people. That means that they had impact on the community they, they were in. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. There was so much energy among the believers that everybody wanted to be a part of it. Has, has, has there been anything that you that you like, man, I really want to be a part of what they're doing there? That's part of the reason why half of y'all are here. Why? Because your friend told you, man, you've got to get the journey. You, like, you've got to come over there. That's part of the reason why we have students that come on Wednesday night. Because they love, they don't love me. Like, man, man, please don't get it twisted. I'm okay. <laughs> but they really love their small group leaders. That's why they come. Because they love doing life together. Even though they're crazy. <laughs> you know they're crazy. That's why you sent them here. You drop them off so fast, I see you spinning out the parking lot. <laughs> you dropping them off trying to get home. You're like, he talking about prosperity. I'm about prosperity and, and clear my mind. Patrick got him for two hours. We good to go. No, I don't have him for two hours. I got him for an hour and 30 minutes. And I'm sending them back home to you. But when there's prosperity, man, it creates prosperity when we're around other people. The influence on the culture and their environment was breathtaking. That people wanted to be a part of it. That's what happens, man, when Jesus is at the center of every single thing that we do. Let me tell you what happens when prosperity, when true prosperity is happening. True prosperity happens. You know what happens? Jesus gets the credit. Je Jesus gets the credit. J journey is not where it is. Because of Pastor Bobby or myself or anybody. Journey is where it is because of Jesus. People's lives have been changed because of Jesus. Jesus gets all the credit. Students' lives have been changed because of Jesus. We are just an instrument or a tool that Jesus is using so that he can get all the credit and all the glory. 
That's why it's so important for us to be in fellowship with one another. Some of the Pastor Bobby, the people that he loved doing life with the most is the people that he works with. He's been gone all week, and I'm telling you right now, come Monday morning, he is going to be so excited to see everybody. He's going to walk around the office. He's going to give everybody a hug, give everybody a high five, because that brother there loves doing life with people. He loves his staff. He loves his church. He probably even watching right now. Y'all say, hey, Pastor Bobby. Hey, Hey, Bobby. (laughs) He loves doing life. Jesus gets the credit. When prosperity is there, the culture changes. People change. People want to be a part of things that are growing, things that have substance, things that, that that has life. They want to be a part of it. The church was growing so much that the people there wanted to be a part of what was going on and they were experiencing true prosperity. The church experience, when it true prosperity happens, the church would experience spiritual growth, physical growth, and financial growth. When, when true prosperity happens. So we have to ask ourselves, man, like, like, What does prosperity look like in my life? You can experience true prosperity in your life when you begin to trust God. That's when you experience true prosperity. Because we got to remember, man, that God wants to have an impact in our lives. And the benefit of being around people, the benefit of being in fellowship with people, it creates accountability, it creates unity, it creates consistency, and it creates prosperity. I want that in my life. I like being around people. I, I want to be around like-minded people so I can become a better person. That is the benefit of being around people. That's the benefit of being around other believers. Iron sharpens iron. And the believers during that time, man, they were hanging out with each other. And guess what? Nobody was complaining at all. They were loving on each other. They were taking care of one another. If they saw that somebody had a need, they took care of it. Why? Because at the end of the day, if we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, nobody should be suffering at all. Nobody. I can remember uh, you've been in the military, man. You went to basic training. I absolutely hated this. If one person messed up, they punished us all. They told everybody, man, get in front, lean in rest position. And we all get down and do push-ups and like push-ups for days. I'm like, man... If that person do another thing wrong, I swear for a lot, I'm going to karate chop, karate chop them in the throat. <laughs> but you know what they were trying to teach us? They were trying to teach us that the importance of being together. So if the world can do it, why can't we do it? And you're probably asking yourself, man, like, what does all this mean to me? Like, like, what does it mean or simply require when we talk about building the church and building our lives and the benefit of being around one another? There's not a person in here that does not want accountability. That doesn't need accountability. There's not a person in here right now that doesn't want their life to be in unity. There's not a person in here right now that does not want consistency in their lives. There's not a person in here right now that does not want prosperity to happen in their lives. But the first and most important relationship is your relationship with Jesus Christ. Because when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you want to have fellowship with him. And if you don't remember nothing else that, I, that I've said, other than the, the funny jokes and all that kind of stuff, I'm talking about fried chicken and collard greens, if you don't remember nothing else, please remember this. 
When I'm in fellowship with Christ, I'm equipped to be in fellowship with others. When I'm in fellowship with Jesus, he's equipping me to be in fellowship with my brother and my sister. I'm not saying that we're going to always get along, but I'm saying we're going to always get it right. But I do believe this, that when the church does it right, the city is blessed, the community is blessed, the church is blessed, and this world is blessed. Because at the end of the day, the most important need that people need is Jesus Christ. We need to be able to do life with one another. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much, God, for your word. Thank you so much, God, that we can do this thing called life together. Thank you so much, God, that we have the benefit of being around like-minded people. And God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that we understand the importance of being accountable to one another, that we understand, God, that you have called us to be in unity with one another, that you have called us to be consistent in how we treat one another, consistent in our relationships, consistent in all of our lives. And God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that we begin to walk in the prosperity that has been designed for us from the beginning of time. God, I'm not asking for financial blessing, God, but I'm asking for a spiritual blessing in our lives. That we grow spiritually and that we be the church that you have called us to be. That we be the people that you have called us to be. So God, at the end of the day, God, we can give you all the glory. We can give you all the honor and all the praise. Thank you so much, God, that we get to do this and we get to do this together as a family. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that this word has touched the hearts and the minds of your people and that through this word that somebody's life has been changed. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Thanks again for listening today. If you need prayer or want to talk to someone about taking your next step, email us at nextsteps at journeycommunity.net.